All right, my friends, welcome back to Your Bible, Book by Book. I'm Pastor Luke, and this is the Gospel of Luke. And Luke is uh, unique in, in some ways, in a lot of ways, because of the author. And, and what I mean is that out of all the Bible, in terms of uh, the Old Testament and the New Testament, uh, Luke and Acts, uh, written by the same author, um, are the only books of the Bible written by a Gentile or a non-Jewish person. And, and so that in and of itself would make uh, Luke and Acts um, very unique in, in reference to the rest of Scripture. And another uh, thing about Luke and Acts together, as you take them um, together, is that they are um, long uh, books in the New Testament. And, and uh, actually they are... Uh, so long that uh, uh, the two of them together would actually comprise more than 25% of the New Testament. So uh, more than a quarter of the New Testament would be written by a Gentile. Um, so that's some of what makes Luke uh, interesting or unique. But um, what we see in Luke is that uh, there are a lot of stories that are uh, very unique to Luke. And so uh, you see very very soon, right off the bat, that as he's walking through the birth narrative, you ha only have two uh, of the Gospels out of the four that uh, talk much about the birth of Jesus. Luke, he gives you quite a bit of background about uh, not only the birth of Jesus, but the birth of John the Baptist and uh, the miraculous uh, surroundings and uh, events that uh, surround John the Baptist's birth, the announcement to Zechariah. Um, and uh, all the things that have to do with angels um, in, in reference to um, the announcement of John the Baptist and Jesus. Uh, that's where you find uh, those in, in the Gospel of Luke. Um, in the Gospel of Matthew, which is the other Gospel that has the birth narrative uh, of Jesus, you, you have um, miraculous, obviously, uh, events going on, but uh, you don't have as much personal interaction between uh, humans and angels in the Gospel of Matthew, not that are recorded. You have a lot of dreams that uh, Joseph has uh, concerning uh, what to do and, and uh, his uh, being told to, to uh, take Mary as his wife and all those things. But in Luke, you actually have the appearance of angels uh, many different times. And so that uh, is uh, something that makes Luke a little bit unique. Um, you also have uh, something else, which is the uh, perspective uh, of Mary in the Gospel of Luke, whereas in the, Ma in the Gospel of Matthew, you have the perspective of Joseph. Um, in Luke, you have uh, a lot of stories that uh, are unique that you don't see anywhere else in the Gospels. Uh, you have the story of Zacchaeus, the, the wee little man who... Uh, climbed up into a sycamore tree in order to see Jesus. That's in Luke. Uh, you have the the walk to Emmaus um, after Jesus rose from the dead. You have a couple of disciples who are traveling from Jerusalem to Emmaus, and uh, they encounter the risen Christ and uh, don't recognize him as Christ until uh, they finally get to their destination. And so uh, that unique story is in Luke. You have uh, the rich man and Lazarus, in Luke chapter 16, uh, which is a s uh, sneak preview or, or a behind-the-curtain look at uh, uh, what happens after people die. That's only found in the Gospel of Luke. And, and some of what you can interpret and understand Luke um, to be about is 
this role reversal issue. And many times in Luke, uh, you have a, a what is called a role reversal um, that uh, somebody like, and especially we'll just take uh, the rich man and Lazarus, um, you have a, a rich man who, on, according to the world, um, is the one who's blessed, the one who is favored, the one who uh, seems to be doing everything right. And then Lazarus, who is a, a poor person. In fact, he's so poor, he seems to be homeless, um, and he's begging for food, and, and uh, he's in a very uh, bad position. Um, and But yet in eternity, as you f- uh, see what happens after they die, the rich man is the one who is... Uh, in in torment, and Lazarus is the one who is uh, in paradise. And so uh, you have that kind of situation um, over and over and over again. The uh, philosophical or, or theological terminology uh, that Jesus use, it uses for that is the first will be last and the last will be first. Um, and so that happens over and over. You have the, the Pharisee and the tax collector story. In Luke, which is also similar to that, which is that the Pharisee um, would have been reviewed or viewed or understood in the first century as uh, being, you know, the ultra uh, respectable person who's uh, perfect and trying to be perfect in the law and and righteousness and morality and all those things uh, versus the tax collector um, who was viewed as a villain uh, in the first century. And yet, when Jesus tells a story about the Pharisee and the tax collector praying, um, he's, he reverses the roles, and, and uh, the tax collector is the one who is viewed as righteous because his prayer was humble, whereas the Pharisee was prideful in his prayer. Um, and so you have that, uh, that viewpoint that Luke brings out in the gospel that he writes, that uh, this is a role reversal, which makes some sense uh, when you understand Luke to be a Gentile, because in, in one um, sense, in one idea, is that that Luke, as a, an outsider to faith in God and, and some uh, idea, uh, some understanding of what that means, um, he, he is uh, helping Gentiles to understand, and, and maybe Jewish people too, to a degree, uh, that uh, the faith that we have in Christ is what matters, and, and so. Uh, the idea that Gentiles would be excluded simply because of their ethnicity um, is totally reversed. And now uh, what we have is kind of an equal playing ground uh, where anybody who trusts in Jesus is and can be saved. And so Luke brings that out in his gospel, um, and it makes a lot of sense because um, what I haven't even talked about yet is really who Luke is. Um, and what you know from Scripture is that Luke is a traveling companion of the Apostle Paul. Uh, he comes to faith while Paul I- is on his uh, missionary journeys um, and then uh, joins Paul um, as a companion, uh, as a helper, as a, uh, as a fellow missionary on these journeys. And so what you have in that is um, just even in that tiny little piece of information, uh, a really profound reality, which is that Luke uh, says in the first chapter of his gospel that he is writing uh, an orderly account that he has investigated uh, all these things, and uh, he's putting it together in an orderly way. 
Uh, so one of his sources and his primary source for the gospel is uh, the Apostle Paul. Now, Paul, after he was converted to Christianity by Jesus himself on the road to Damascus, uh, Paul says that he went into, the, into Arabia uh, and he spent three years there by himself. He did not con, con, uh, confer uh, with any uh, apostle or any other human being about the gospel, that he learned the gospel from Jesus himself, that it was supernaturally revealed to him, that it was given to him by Jesus. That's partly what makes him an apostle is that um, he was not converted by a human being. He was converted by God. Um, and had firsthand knowledge of Jesus, that he had personal encounter with Jesus. And so Paul um, revealed the gospel to Luke uh, from that uh, perspective. Uh, so that makes Luke unique in, in the sense that he is receiving it uh, as uh, a person who's, who uh, has received it from a firsthand witness, but uh, from Paul, who actually was told the gospel or, or showed the gospel or revealed uh, what the gospel was by God Himself, uh, not having actually followed Jesus during his his lifetime during his uh, earthly ministry, uh, so Luke uh, fills in some of the other pieces of information with um, investigation. So we know that Luke had uh, the Gospel of Mark at his disposal. We believe that he referenced it um, very very extensively. That uh, the Gospel of Mark uh, in its entirety. Um, is found uh, almost in its entirety in the Gospel of Luke and in the Gospel of Matthew. There are some some things that are expanded upon in Luke and, and Matthew from Mark, but um, the things that we see in Mark, um, the stories, the teaching, uh, uh, most of that is in the Gospels of Luke and Matthew. That's why we refer to Matthew, Mark, and Luke as being synoptic. There, You see them together or view them together because they are so similar. Um, and then you have some investigation that Luke does that uh, we can only um, imagine. Okay, we, we can make some educated guesses about this, but uh, he seems to have uh, interviewed and talked to uh, many first-hand uh, witnesses, for eyewitnesses to Jesus' life. And uh, my uh, belief and contention is that uh, the the witnesses that he uh, interviewed, one of them was the Mary, the mother of Jesus. And why I say that is because if you read the birth narrative uh, of Jesus that Luke records, you have the unique uh, perspective of Mary and her re interactions with uh, the angel Gabriel and uh, things that she thought and pondered in her heart. He Luke references those. You have some things about Jesus's um, uh, childhood uh, that uh, he alone writes. And I believe that uh, the reason why you have some of those unique things is because Luke uh, got them directly from Mary. Uh, and so you have uh, a lot of things in Luke that are very unique and particular to him. And the last thing is that uh, Luke says uh, exactly why he writes the gospel, and he says who he's writing the gospel for. Um, and this is where there can be a little bit of disagreement, but Luke says that he's writing this uh, to or for the most excellent Theophilus. And Theophilus, if you just look at that word a little more closely, what you would understand is that some people contend that this is a person that uh, has 
somehow been a benefactor for Luke, maybe supported him on missionary journeys or, or maybe is, um, uh, has uh, paid for Luke to write a gospel. Maybe he's hired him to be a writer. I, 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 I doubt that, but a lot of people do think that. Um, what, you look, what you see in the word Theophilus it, it simply means lover of God. And, and I believe Luke uh, is writing his gospel for those who love God. Um, and then he says uh, why he writes it. He says, so that you may know the certainty of the things that you've been taught. And I believe Luke uh, is writing his gospel and Acts uh, for uh, those who believe in God, uh, those who maybe were converted to Judaism, maybe for um, some early Christians, uh, but that they might really be able to um, clearly and and in a, uh, a confident way be able to know and understand that Jesus is the Savior, that Jesus is the Messiah, and that he is he has compiled as much information as accurately as is possible through the power of the Holy Spirit and all the eyewitness accounts that he can gather, uh, something that can be uh, validated uh, in, in history. Uh, and, and what we know from the Gospel of Luke and Acts is that it is uh, an excellent um, uh, history of the first century. Uh, but that his point is uh, to build and to grow faith. And so uh, if you're looking for a place to start in, in your Bible reading in the New Testament, it uh, wouldn't ever be a bad idea to read Luke and then go directly over to Acts uh, and then go from there. But I uh, hope that you'll read it soon because it is your Bible, book by book.